go. Good morning, Miss oh, Kirsten. Okay, how did you hide these comments things? Okay, see, I don't no, know. No, it's not. There's not a hiding. It's just, it what is else? what it is. <laughs> good morning, good morning. I'm so excited to have you for this super special series um, on Black business. And we're talking with amazing Black women. And of course, you know, I couldn't run through that list without thinking of you. Um, first of all, I guess, just how are you? I'm good, you know, like, um, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, excuse my eyes, they look all tired because I'm retired. And so like getting up at nine o'clock and getting up, I get up. But, you know, if I got to get up and put on some clothes, that takes a little bit more effort. So I had to get up a little early, early today. But that's all right. That's all right. I feel you, boo. <laughs> I had to be up at uh, at 630 this morning for a Lululemon uh, virtual Ooh. training for Detroit okay. region. So I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Um, so I, I just want to set the stage for y'all as to who Kirsten is, and then I'm going to let her, I'm going to guide some questions for this conversation, but Kirsten was, uh, is a day, a one from day one. Okay. She the real deal. <laughs> and, um, I remember the very first day at the park in Southside park all those years ago now, which is crazy to even think about. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but you know, I remember you walking up to me after class and being excited about the work and wanting to, to be a part of it. And, um, and you have just consistently showed up over, over the years, um, not only for me and Afro yoga, but like for you, for the community yourself and the work that you've been doing. And I can't wait to talk more about that, but, um, what do you like, when you think about that day, what comes up for you? Oh, so much, so much, because I think you had just finished teacher training or, you know, you had just got back from um, Spain. I think I for had... Portugal, yes, from teaching in Portugal. From Portugal, mm -hmm. Portugal, yeah. I love Portugal, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just got back. Um, I had just started, I guess, teaching a community, and I was always about community, but that was the first time, like, practicing that I found a space where there was, like, oh, people that look like me practicing, because you, I mean, you had never found that, and I knew there were other, um, like, black yoga teachers in the area, but the, the energy that you took to unite, unite all of us together in one space, y'all don't even know, I mean, seriously, that just gave me, and it also gave me some type of hope that what I wanted to do in community would be okay because I knew mm -hmm. that where I wanted to show up was going to be in a community space. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how that happened and I didn't know how that was going to look. And every day it still keeps on unfolding. But that day right there, it told me a lot of things. It told me that there was a space for us that we can practice yoga together and feel so like, there's, I mean, y'all don't even know. To go to a yoga studio, which I, I mean, I, I, I came from that. But to go from being in a yoga studio where you're only allowed to show up one way, but then you go outside. And doing outside yoga is one other thing. But going outside and doing it exactly as you are with a bunch of beautiful black and brown and all kind of people, that was just everything for me. So, um, yeah, I, I still remember that day. I was, oh, man, yeah. That, that that meant so much to me. And mm. from there, it just, everything blossomed. Yeah. Yes, it did. Man, I, I'll never forget the way that that day made me feel. And similar yeah. to you, the possibilities that it showed me um, of what it could look like moving forward. So yeah. I want to, throughout this conversation, really just highlight your own personal approach to entrepreneurship, to wellness entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. to teaching yoga. Um, from the beginning, you were already okay. doing your own thing, I feel like, with the curvy yoga and mm -hmm. you just, and the accessible yoga and lots of props. And, you know, yeah. I just, I've always really appreciated that, um, that you, A, like practiced and taught styles of yoga that felt good for you and your body. Um, and that you opened, I feel like, the door to other people like yourself um, to get into the practice by doing that. So how has that experience been for you in feeling and experiencing yoga and wellness in your body in a certain way and then being able to teach that when that's not the norm? Oh, um, it's so much. Um, it's 
put me on a path where I'm more connected with my body because me and my body were not friends. We were long time and still I'm still healing from a lot of childhood trauma and feelings and emotions and all of that. So yoga helped me connect with me, helped me return back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, in my present, because the, the trauma and all of the history that happened, but it helped me to come back to the present to kind of like address all of that thing that was going on. And I still have to, like every day is a fight. Like I'm having a chronic pain episode right now in my life because of weather and, and circumstances. But yoga was the, like we said, you always started yoga means union. Yoga is that connecting thing that, that connected me back to my body. And with that, it set me on this other path of like, it's okay to be who I am right here at this moment, even with all of these things. And so it, it led me to more of a compassionate way of just being in my body a more of an accepting way. And from that, I was able just to really show up because before I was like really powering through a lot of things, just as you know, normal we do just to get through, just to be the strong one, just to do this. And I didn't have to do that. I'm allowed to rest. I'm allowed to experience anything. I'm allowed to ask for help, which is a hard thing for me to do. So it it was it was very very um, yeah. The yoga helped that, and by doing that, and just by showing up, and like not being afraid to be the the person at the front of the class with all the props, because I would be hiding in the back. And when I started doing that and showing up, just like I noticed other people started looking and like, oh, I noticed you did that. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't doing it for you. I was doing it for me. But it just, it just, I think me showing up as me mm. gave other people permission to just like, oh, I, I didn't know you could do that. Well, no one told you you couldn't. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I feel that that has, you know, number one, just as black women authentically being ourselves and showing up in a space like a studio um, and being fully, you know, ourselves in in those spaces already, there's many things that have to be overcome to be able to do that. But I feel that um, it, it, from what I understand and what I've watched is that your being yourself has also opened doors and led to opportunities for you to start to move into the business aspect of your teaching and talk about how being yourself and showing up fully as yourself, even just in your practice initially has led to you being authentic in the work Mm -hmm. that you do in the community and in your business. My business, my business model, like before, when I first got started, I thought I was going to just do community yoga because community yoga is where I found yoga. I got started out of free class, wanted to do, like, I just wanted everybody, like, you get yoga, you get yoga, you get yoga, everybody get yoga. <laughs> and so, really, seriously, that's what I think. But you know what? Free yoga don't pay the bills either. Come on. Um, and, 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 you know, thinking about um, the whole structure of yoga and how it's been commercialized. But yeah, there is a way. And I found a way to make it work for me. So yeah, I did start off with um, doing free yoga, doing community yoga, because that is where my heart lies. And I know that you find a community, you teach your community, you reach your community. And that's always been like one of my core things. But then I also realized that there's other ways to make this also a business, to be able to offer free yoga and to get some type of compensation and payment for that okay come on didn't know how to do that and i still you know like navigating the things thank you for angie and and dyt and business school and giving me all those little tools along the way but i realized that there was a change of mindset for me Mm. and yes this was a beautiful gift a beautiful practice a beautiful thing that that helped me but then i also knew that like pursuing this as far as where i wanted to show up there were also paid opportunities and I was like afraid to say no. So like a lot of those things was just me hesitating. And then I'm like, well, let's, let's see about this and let's see how much they're going to offer. And, and, you know, instead of saying, no, I'll do it for free. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it for this much. And then, you know, you start putting down, I started for me putting down where I wanted to show up. Mm. I wanted to do this. I wanted to show up this. And then I figured out a way of how to like negotiate some type of terms so that there's like compensation for some of those things. So yeah, right now, pretty much I do a lot of for the public side, free yoga, or some of the spaces that I show up 
you'll never ever see because I do work in a lot of trauma informed spaces. But there's also that other thing of there's there's um, a way to be able to serve the community without depleting myself energetically, financially, and all of that other. Come stuff. on and so, speak it. So with that part, learning that part, but it took it took it took a while. It took a, a while to. This is the thing too. It took a while for me to know that I deserve mm. to be compensated for my time and energy that mm. I was giving. Please talk more about this. Do. Please talk more about this. Do, but I took a while for me to deserve so a lot, like a whole lot of healing of some root chakra that I didn't know was there. I'm serious. Y'all don't even, I'm serious. Like literally in my body, my roots, my spine is, 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 I got a little spinal issue that I have to deal with. So literally in my body, learning how to come back into alignment, coming back into my center takes work. Mm. And that took a lot of healing on my part. And then once you know you deserve shit, can't nobody take that away from you. I mean, seriously, once you know that you deserve to be either treated a certain way, spoke to a certain way. Like I had a conversation yesterday with a dear friend that said something that I actually had to call her on. And I'm before I would have like let it slide, mm. but that's not who I am anymore because that root, that internal healing is like, you know what, you heal the root and then you hear, you heal the knowing that you deserve all of this stuff and then your heart and it comes out through your mouth. Mm -hmm, no, you can't stop it from there. So yeah, it took a whole lot of internal thing on my part to know that there was a way to take what I love to do and bring it to community. And I wrote it down, I wrote it down. I wanted to be, I wanted to show up. I wanted to be in community spaces. I wanted to show up for women. I wanted to show up for kids. I wanted to show up where yoga was not in a box mm. outside of the studio and into the community. And mm. so I, I figured out a way to do that. I and got paid. Listen, okay, because I always say free, free, but with a strategy, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I want to just take a moment first to just honor the journey of coming into understanding value, understanding self-worth, building the confidence mm -hmm. to speak it, to claim it, to ask yeah. for it, to receive it is big, especially for black women. Um, you said something a little bit earlier about how you had a, a mindset shift mm -hmm. from when you were coming from teaching classes for free and then getting more comfortable with being paid and i know that this this root chakra deserving all that type of work was a part of it but i want to hear more about what led to that mindset shift because a lot of people and this is where i talk a lot about yoga teacher to wellness entrepreneur because a lot of new teachers especially and i was i was somewhat guilty of this but i was charging early i was like nah y'all gonna give me some change but even if, if even you could give me whatever you want but i'm gonna open myself up to receive <laughs> right but nonetheless uh, what I've heard a lot and what I know is that teachers that are early in the game will feel like they have to give uh, so much for free, that they have mm -hmm. to teach a bunch for free and feel even uncomfortable sometimes charging. And there's also a bit of a general, like, I don't even know if I want to call it a cloud, but this feeling that spiritual work should have, should be free um, in some way because it's of service. And, you know, that shit might work in an ashram in India, but we got bills to pay over here in capitalistic America. Okay. Yes. We got yeah. food to eat, <laughs> etc. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm curious um, about your experience of that mindset shift of from a yoga teacher into a business owner, into an entrepreneur, into somebody who is selling their services and um, in exchange. So what was that? What triggered that mindset shift? If there's anything outside of the root chakra work and like, um, a lot of it is like looking at what need there was. Mm. And so my mindset shift is there was already a need being fulfilled in commercial yoga, you know, studio spaces. But for me, where I wanted to show up and doing this other work in the community, um, it took it took a lot of um, training on my part. It's like I didn't, I didn't pay for all this training. I got all this paper, but now I'm gonna make some, some, you know, some paper. A return on my investment. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that part of looking at it in that regards of I came from a business background. My when I retired, I was a data analyst. I did numbers, I crunched a lot of things, and I 
there was not a return on the investment, you know, like I was giving, 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 but I was not receiving. Mm. And, um, that business aspect, you know, I've always been a business. I mean, I've been afraid of being in like the entrepreneurial and having that responsibility because there's a whole lot of work you got to do with it too. And, you know, I was like, am I ready to do this work? So, but the, the mindset change came from shifting from this is really also a service and a business. Mm-hmm. And I have to structure this in a way that I'm no longer, I'm also looking at it as a community, um, you know, giving back and doing this beautiful, beautiful work in the community. But also like, yeah, I took thousands and thousands of time of dollars and, and years of training and people don't go and study to be a doctor for 12 years and then go away giving away surgeries for free you know what i'm saying come on you know it's like uh, you just don't do that and so i had to reshift and think about also my structure of payments like you know there's donation practices and then there's also like going out and getting some contracts that work for other nonprofits or or work with other community organizations or even my privates that you know will will you know return some um kind of like income and then i have this quote on my vision board right now that i looked at and i'm like oh that's a perfect quote i wish i would have had this years ago but it Mm -hmm. says find what makes you genuinely excited and there is going to be where your stream of revenue lies. Yes. And I'm like, I'm so excited about yoga and free yoga and community yoga, free to the public, but not me giving it away free. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't get, you, an organ donor can only give away so much before they start to, like, deplete their whole self. And I mm. ain't giving away all my life. You, you can't have my heart, my lungs, my kidneys, and everything else. Because, you know what, then I'm just going to be dead. And I can't do that. Right. And then what help am I to myself or to anybody else? Um, and that self-sacrifice is so common, especially for black women. Um, yeah. Whoo, that was a whole, yes. Yeah, you know, it was a mindset of like, you know, I invested in myself. And so, yeah, there, um, there, there, there was, like I said, that deserving, that, that you know, knowing that, you know, my imposter shouldn't really be coming up all the time and all that other stuff did like, Listen. Okay, it was an exchange. Buddha wasn't starving. <laughs> Buddha wasn't starving. You feel me? <laughs> I love that. Profit follows passion is what I what I like to say. And um, what I love about what you have done and what you're talking about is that you centered community. It was about community first. And I think so many people miss this when they're starting a business or doing. Uh, you know, or working in entrepreneurship, they're thinking about, okay, um, this is what I want to do. And, you know, this is how I'm gonna do it. And, but are we really centering and thinking about the person that we're serving first or the community that we want to serve first? And so it is very possible. And what I, what I'm hearing from you and what has been true for me also is that we can center community while still turning a profit. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> we we can center community and still turn a profit not and not necessarily at the expense of said community yeah. but i think it's also important to allow our communities to pour back into us yeah. you know and this is something that i experienced so much in teaching and you know no me no you you know like no no student no teacher and so i think from a lot of my experience in business has been that i have centered community as you have and that that has yielded immense rewards and that people have wanted to invest in me people have wanted to learn from me people have wanted to put money in my pocket because of who i am what i do what i represent and who i'm here for and i know that that's the same for you and so if you're listening know that it's also okay to allow yourself to receive from community and we need to also at some point start to break this myth that black folks are broken and we ain't got money and that we can't afford this, this and that. I know plenty Mm -hmm. of thriving, financially abundant black folks who got bread, who got Mm -hmm. the bag, okay? And and are happy to spend it and invest in their community. So it's another narrative that we also need to break in that 
let us move into a, into a state of affluence. Let us move into abundance together as a community and give and receive and be willing to invest and have an open mind about what people are willing to give and invest to us and be open to that receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I started off with like donation and me too. It's yeah. always was centered in community, but it's like, it, it was a mindset of finding my community. I think um, a lot of times when, especially when you're starting off new and it's, it's hard to find a clear kind of like path of where you want to land and where you teach. Cause you're still coming out from a teacher training. Right. You're like, I'm going to go show you some headstands. Right. Whatever you learned in the teacher training. I didn't do that. But, right. but whatever, whatever you do. And so a lot of times we, you know, like you get this really, um, you know, enthusiastic, you know, person that just got certified and they want to go out and teach. And so they're willing to accept like $25 a class. And let's talk about like getting paid out of yoga students. Come on, let's that. talk about we'll talk it. talk about that in a minute. But, but having a clear idea, and I think that's what I loved about um, DYT, we started off with clarity. And The Decolonizer Teaching having, Mentorship yeah, Program, yeah. for those of you who may not know. Yeah. So, um, but starting off with clarity of who you are as a person, who you are as a teacher, and who you want to teach. Because who you want to teach may not be the person that wants you to show up. So you really need to do like a needs assessment. I'm always into Come on, needs assessment. assessment. To go out and you need to like survey where there's a need. Like you found a need with Afro Yoga. You knew that we didn't have anything like that here and you feel that need. There is so much there's so much opportunity. We don't even have to compete or step on each other's toes. You can give, you can give, I can give, you give. But having that clarity of who you want to be and how you want to show up in the community is very, very, very important. Because mm. otherwise, you're just going to be doing and wasting your time. I'm wasting a lot of energy. Not wasting your time, but wasting a lot of energy just pursuing everything. And it's going to be a much more, like I think, growth for you, for anyone to know and set those parameters. I think, why go back to your why? Why are you doing this practice? Mm-hmm. If you're only doing it for you, then that's fine. If you're doing it to get paid, then you got to figure out how you're going to do that and where who's going to be paying you. Because going back to the yoga studio, and I love the experience I have at the yoga studio. Yeah. That gave me a lot of of the um, the training and the interactions with people, mm-hmm. the anatomy, a lot of things that I probably would not have ever, yeah. ever learned had I just went straight to community yoga. Yeah. But here's the, all y'all out there, here is the tea on yoga studio. Come on. You, as a new um, yoga teacher, may do a community practice where they will give you like, Oh, we're going to give you, you can practice here for free, or we're going to give you a discount. That's how Monday. You're going to give you a discount on your monthly membership to the yoga studio if you teach for free. So now you got to you gotta pay for training. You got to pay for your time and gas to show up and everything else. And then you got to pay for a membership. And then they want you to teach too. Come I mean, on. Okay. Come so on. It's giving plantation. Area. It's giving plantation. That's what you think. I was going to say that. You know, I ain't no indentured servant, okay? We, no, it's giving indentured servant like a mug. <laughs> okay. okay. So, then, so then that's one scenario. The other scenario is you are a teacher and you're new or you're, you're, you're auditioning and all this, or you're even an established teacher. You're getting paid about anywhere from 25 to maybe 35 to 40. Sometimes you can get paid like all the way up to like 60 bucks mm-hmm. per class. That's for a really, really, really advanced, experienced teacher. Yeah. Well, at least where we are in, in, in California, Sacramento. Yeah. Most times you're going to get paid probably about 25 per class. Not, not, okay. So let's, keep the, let's, let's, let's do the math. Let's do the math. Let's do the math. Come on. $25 per, per class. class. So, so each class is about what, an hour, 15 minutes or so. You got to plan the sequence for the class. You have to get in your car, drive to the class. They want you to arrive at least about 25, 30 minutes early. Teach an hour class. Not to mention the playlist. Playlist curation. And you got to play a playlist. Then you got to stay afterward and greet everybody. And then you got to turn into the janitor. Come on. Let's talk about cleaning up and everything. Okay? <laughs> okay. And I'm doing 
a class. Because if you keep that down and break that down, you probably get paid, mm, I don't know, and like I said, it's minimum wage, profit, maybe. No, no, less than minimum wage. Minimum wage is $15 an hour. You spent probably already 10 to 12 hours on a one single class. And mm. at 25000 what, you're going to pay $2. That's the that's <laughs> the wages that you get paid in in Nicaragua and, and Central America a day. Um, but that's what, you know, that's the, that's the reality. And um, the taxes. Yes. Page, oh, wait, and then you got to get charged taxes. Yeah. Come on. Okay. So that's the reality of showing up in a yoga, in, in a yoga studio space. Um, yes, there is a need for yoga studios by all means. There's a need for that community and people that want to show up in that community by all means. And it is, like I said, it's great experience also. Yes. It gave me a lot of great experience, a lot of communicate. I mean, a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of things that you, anything that can go wrong, will go wrong kind of situation to learn how you adapt to situations. So the experience is great. Mm -hmm. I just knew that as a long-term thing, that's not how I wanted to show up. Yes. That's not where I want to show up. So I made an intention, like I said, going back to my intention, I knew I wanted to show up in community spaces. I wrote a list of where I wanted to teach. And so that's what I started to pursue. I taught, I wanted, I don't know, I, I wanted to teach to women that the rest of the world thought, you know, the way they society and media portrays black women these days, and it's just, we can get into a whole nother talk about that. But I know that we're all human, that we all have this common human experience. And so when we can see each other from that point of view, no matter what the circumstances is, that is our, our connection. So I, I've taught in jails. I've taught in with homeless women. I've taught with kids that are in situations that, you know, nobody would want to ever be in. But those are the people that have given me the most deep experience of connection because we just see each other for who we are. Mm -hmm. We laugh. We talk about being mothers or things that we, you know, just kids be talking about my ashy hands and shit like that. It's, it's, it's like, I'm serious, you know, because black kids be telling you, like, why are your hands wet? I mean, really. But those were some of the most rewarding experiences that I've ever had. And I got paid. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Yo, you are you are one for the people. You know, you are for the people that, that have been overlooked, that have been discarded, that have been put to mm -hmm. the side and you are for them. And that's something that I've always just loved about you is how you get into the places that other people have ignored. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you make yeah. those people feel seen and valued and you give them all of, all of the love and all of your offerings just from such a genuine and sincere place. And I just, I think that that is so beautiful. Well, so. thank you. And like I said, it's, it's healing child. It, it, anything I'm doing, I'm doing it for me too. Because mm -hmm. you know, like those are the times when I know that. See, when I was younger, I didn't really have that experience of being seen, being heard, and so I think that's just like you just acknowledge the presence of somebody in front of you. That could just that's Man. more priceless than anything. A smile. Now that you know, like a, a wink of the eye, anything that just lights up another human. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, so we've established that Kirsten is out here for the people. Okay. We've established that Kirsten, is, <laughs> you know, black fist in the air. Hi, hi, hi. Um, that you have centered community as you're looking at your business model and that you have found alternate ways of getting compensated and funded for the work that you're doing. That is not always at, at the expense of some of these communities. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about if you're open to it. Okay. Um, some of the moves that you've made to start generating income coming from that place and that mindset of donation-based classes, which was also where I started, but starting mm -hmm. to build your business and generate income, um, as you were clearly defining your audience, know exactly where you want to be, know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. How do you start to generate the income? Um, by reaching out to other community, like my, like when I see that there is a need, um, you know, don't be afraid to say, yeah, I teach yoga, you know, in any and every circumstances, I get so tired of seeing it sometimes, but you know what? That's who I am. I am. You got to speak it at heart. You got to speak it. If people don't know, people ain't going to find you in the, like, they're going to 
I'm other than that. I mean, okay. I'll tell on myself, but DYT and business, my, my DY, my, my, my webpage is probably like three months old. I need to be doing some work on that. I did a lot on social media as I should be, but I do, I'll go out there and I make those connections. You know, there's email, there's reaching out, there's, I heard you do this and let's collaborate on this. So making collaborations, really networking mm -hmm. and being like said in the community, showing up with, in the places that you want to show up, mm -hmm. whether it be other free events, whether it to be going out to dinner with your friends. I mean, I, I just got a connection with a restaurant that I go to all the time and they're looking for somebody to give a wellness um, retreat for Come on. a lunchtime wellness retreat for their employees. Let's go. Like I mean, like things like that are how, like you said, and then you just have a plan of like, okay, this is, this is what I'm capable of handling energetically for like, for me, I, now I have to plan it out for the year of this is where I want to show up. And once I meet that, I am able to say no to other, you know, opportunities and pass those along and forward to other people. But yeah, um, just really making a plan of where do you want to, how do you want to show up? For me, it was making a plan of how I wanted to show up, really going out and talking mm. in the community so that I can be intentional of where I want to show up. Mm. Um, and so that's how I started creating all these connections. And so now people are like, oh, wait, I heard you do this. I, I, I'm planning a private birthday party celebration for someone who's turning 50 because she wants to do that. Those are the things that I like. I like curating these special community events. So it's always about who I am serving. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be some cookie cutter like, okay, I'm going to put this shape here and this shape here and this sequence here. No, it all, the yoga should be about who's in, you're teaching in front of you. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to go out and because I have a wide variety of experience and things that I am capable of with accessible yoga and trauma-informed yoga and kids yoga and doing, you know, curvy yoga. I'm able to be like uh, adaptive into the community. And mm. so that's what I do. I can pick and choose what I kind of like where I want to show up. But yeah, it, it, it took that for me. It took me not being afraid to come out of my shell and say, this is what I do. This mm. is who I am. Mm. And, and that's going to attract people who are going to be attracted. The universe is going to attract that same type of energy. And that's, what's been given to me. Like I can, I could wake up yesterday. I woke up and I wanted to jump in and I asked for it. And then I asked this person for it and they said, yeah. And I'm like, is that all that it takes? Okay. Let me start asking for some more stuff. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Y'all. I hope y'all was taking notes or run back with run, like run back the last 10, 15 minutes because Kirsten just dropped some major game, major gems. You talked about, and this is something I talked about in the tea talk yesterday, put yourself yeah. in spaces where you can network with the people in your industry, mm -hmm. speak it, talk about it. Open yourself up to collaborations. Be genuinely authentic in, in who you are and in what you do. And don't be afraid to stand proud in that. No, I don't teach power vinyasa. I teach accessible <laughs> yoga for seniors yeah. or for, uh, you know, um, different abilities. Or I teach kids or I do that. I love how you're so firm and like standing fully in your power of the communities that you do teach to. And I, and I think that um, we can underestimate the power of niching down. We can underestimate the power of, because now we're seeing a lot of black people in wellness, a lot of black yoga teachers. So it's going to become more and more important to get clear and define who you're showing up for. Okay. Yes. Black women, but what type of black woman? Right. Exactly. So we're going to have to yeah. get more and, you know, and, and more and specific. The two years of the pandemic, they were, um, a lot of people got their certificates um, online and they were handing them out like, you know, like, you, know, you got one and you, you know, so without that being in the community of, and, and this is going out to a new, you know, um, certified teachers, be clear about where you want to show up because yes. you're taking your online certificate and showing up and at a community where you never have taught before. And they're going to like, who this, mm -hmm. you know? So for me, like I said, it's it's going to be like building, like you said in yesterday, going out networking, finding the connections. If you've already got the connections, then start to build your brand, who you are based on that. And then 
slowly it's going to start to build up and build up and people will recognize who you are but that's who people recognize who i am basically because i show up in community they know that i'm here for these are the things that i am here for mm -hmm. and if it doesn't align with me then i'm going to find somebody else that can you know, maybe fit your fit that spot for you right but yeah this this is who i want to show up for i love it i love it i love it i love it i think that this is a perfect uh kind of segue or you know time to open up discussion about the mentorship program and decolonize your mm. teaching because a lot of the aspects you're talking about are things yeah. that are directly in the program around clarity around community building yes. around collaborations around monetizing etc mm -hmm. talk a little bit about you know the experience of of investing in your education around business and how that's impacted you oh um there's been like a lot of the trainings that i do now or when i invest in some type of workshop or anything that's centered around either yoga or wellness or my just spiritual well-being and growth um are now such programs like you know the dyt the colonizing your teacher program the business of yoga all of those things are for my um, enhancement and enrichment mm -hmm. so that i'm able to better give uh, myself to the um to what i'm doing um the dyt was everything because i wouldn't be laying, I like i had just i wouldn't even know i wasn't even going to sign up for it because i'm like i can't afford this i had just retired and like the whole thing of where i landed from that experience is unbelievable i've met some of the best friends that i had with anna and christy um from your cohort your accountability cohort, buddies <laughs> my, my buddies like we still meet every like it's what well it's almost been a year yeah it's been a year we still meet all the time um and get together we've done collaborations together um that's to say the collaborations the the knowledge that it gave me the empowerment that mm. it gave me to know that i was doing and doing the right thing and that i didn't have to hide and and that i was okay to shine the mm. best speakers that you had to come in to kind of like really give us all, i mean i think you got a couple of them coming up i mean just amazing that um from that connection like i said the connection so i started off with dyt i was retired i was going up to mckinley park every day looking at the rose garden i'm like oh this is where they used to do yoga oh this is so cute i can't wait to do yoga that was in january february march by april i had somehow miraculously worked into they wanted uh, being asked to be the president of yoga moves us right at the park that i was visiting every day with my dog rolling around i would go up there through the rose bushes so now I get to go up into this same space and be able to offer this free community um, yoga with this great, wonderful organization. And I, it was like, it really, it's like when passion meets purpose, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I feel that this is like. Mm. Like I spoke out there that I wanted to do this. And at one point I was thinking about starting my own nonprofit to do exactly what I'm doing right now. Wow. And I and I was gonna do the old nonprofit, but I'm like, you know, really doing a being a um board member or CEO of a nonprofit is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot a lot one or two years to actually build it up to actually the way I wanted to see it envision in my eyes. And then this universe said, hey no, you don't need to start from scratch. You have this passion, mm. you have the time. Mm. And I was Anna, I love her. I'm going to cry if I talk about her too much, but I love her and she trusted. She like, I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I think that this would be a great place for you mm. to land. And I'm so thankful. And like I said, this is about that. That part is volunteer because I knew what I wanted to do in community for that was going to be something that I wanted to volunteer with something somewhere to help give my retirement life some kind of purpose. But my purpose, like I said, met the passion mm -hmm. and I was able to give a lot of myself and all of my experience into giving back to community in this way. So, yeah, I'm so grateful. I don't even know if I would have landed right where I am now. But OK, so doing this free yoga with Yoga Moveless also gave me the connections hmm. and 
I would say, the clout to start to market myself in other ways. Come on. And from there, leverage. So from there, I was able to secure more like independent, like, you know, one event contracts. I'm, I got like three things that I'm juggling in my head right now, trying to figure out, okay, which one did, which email did I answer? And which one do I need to follow up for? <laughs> but it was able to give me that, like, you know, these are the receipts that I, and I had been collecting receipts all along about all the things that I do, but now they've got this big, huge organization that is doing this great, great, great work in the community. And also I'm able to use, to not use, but all, all able to like get, take that experience of that work and also use it into my, my independent contract work that I'm doing with others, um, spaces and come on. And those contracts are like, it's funded my whole vacation for next year already. So let's put it like that. Let's okay. go. Let's go. Okay. We talking figures so, yeah. out here. So, like, I've already funded my whole vacation. For bag talk, year. bag talk, bag talk. Mm -hmm. See, this is, and this is stuff I've talked about in the program as well. You, you spoke on leverage, you spoke on, um, attracting opportunities, spoke on aligning with, with organizations that, uh, have the same values as you, right? Mm -hmm. And what I love about what you said in there is that you did something for free. You volunteered your time for something, mm -hmm. but then you were able to leverage that thing you did for free for paid opportunities. And this is something yeah. that people miss and don't fully understand in entrepreneurship and in business ownership, more so in entrepreneurship, is that you can do free with strategy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that was a strategy at first, but yeah, Woo it unfolded. Strategy, so strategy, it, it really, it really did change. It really did change the trajectory of really like how I started doing like the business aspect of it. Cause I really didn't have, I came from a business background. I knew all about the behind the scenes. Like I can tell you about spreadsheets and profit and loss and all that other thing, but the actual running of the business, being in charge, that kind of like scared me mm -hmm. and it still does scare me. Mm -hmm. So I'm using and exercising, like I said, healing from the root up. I'm healing and, and learning to like know what I am and who I am. And that's able to verbally share with people like, Hey, this is what I stand for. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I was able to, like I said, speak like the opportunity that it turned out to a one-time event turned into like a three uh, contract for this year. And they were like thinking about doing it next year. And so it's it, like I said, it, it, it started to grow and grow, but they would have never known it, but they would have said, okay, here's your money and you're done with this event. I'm like, hey, but hey, look at me. I can do this too. And I can do this too. And yes. I can do this too. So it's like speaking, like speaking it up, speaking about it, but also knowing like, this this is what I have to offer. Right. And this is and and, and this is the other thing that I'm still learning this part of the negotiation of the payment. Because mm. I will still undervalue myself. And this is the lesson that I learned though from that. Um the one that I just got paid for, I came in low and they said, No, well, no, 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 no. Mm. You deserve this. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Wow. That's a new standard. That's a new standard then. Okay. So this now this is a new standard. So yeah, that um just like growing into that is 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 a beautiful thing for me because mm -hmm. I'm like, well, look at me. New standard. <laughs> new I bet standard. you won't I bet you won't charge that price I mean, again. That was last year's price, not this year's price. Come on, because we gotta okay. review we gotta review our pricing and raise that. Mm -hmm. Um yes. one of the things I also love about what you shared is how the your fellow accountability partner in the in the in the program ended up being um a network connection that oh. led to you being a president of this organization and how she supported you and lifted you up which shows so much about camaraderie and sisterhood and um just community vibes of people who really understand that we're not in competition that we're in collaboration that we're lifting each other up and i just i thought that that's so beautiful and to see you all now selling out retreats and doing events together as as um as a mentor to see you all taking that type of initiative and working together in those ways means the world to me yeah oh thank you no and then like like said so my niece is coming to visit i mean be part of your deal like yes like a, we all we are all so connected and it's it's like you know once you know it's it's i had um five years ago and i still refer to this 
when I was in uh, Nicaragua, I had prayed and I was out there. I was like, I want community. I want community. And I didn't really feel that I had that at mm. home. And I was just at the beginning. Okay, it's longer than five years ago. Because it's like seven years ago now. Um, but I really wanted community. And I'm like, I wanted community. And now the community, that circle that I have now has shifted and it's changed. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought for a, a while there that I was like, well, what happened to all of those? You know, it's it's okay. We're growing. And you know what? Our circle grows too. And it's nothing about where I came from because I still love that part. But I know that as I have grown and evolved, mm-hmm. that my circle also has changed. And those around me, like I, now I keep running to the same people. Like, okay, this is where I'm, I've landed. This is who I, where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this has yeah. been such an amazing conversation. Um, what are you kind of, what, what advice would you give um, to somebody who may be inspired by you, who wants to do some of the things that you've done or who is just a fan of your journey, what kind of, um, what advice would you give? Um, I mean, you've given so much already, oh, but. You know what? This is what I would say. Be creative. And just because it hasn't been done before, this is where it got me stuck doesn't mean that it's not needed because my Mm. view, my creativity, my idea, your idea, what you have to offer is so needed. So there is going to be a need to be filled. Don't be afraid to say, Hey, damn, that was a good idea and pursue it because that is going to give you, me, anybody information of, wow, this is the direction that I should be going in. But if you get, I get stuck and I don't think this is going to work or I wonder if this is going to be successful, you're never going to pull the trigger. And I always, and I always go back to the iPhone that I'm talking on, so I can't really show you, but I think they are iPhone, what, 25, 5,000, anyway. Right. They started off, D-Jobs started off what, what, what an iPhone. Not an iPhone, one, two, there are so many different models, but if he didn't put out that first version, he would never know how to find the bugs, to work out the kinks, to improve it, to enhance it, to make it do all of these other things that it grew into. And so that's what it is. We got to just start. Start wherever you are. Don't be afraid to start and to be creative. Like that was never even heard of before until we came up with this music. And now and people were afraid of it and people like didn't want to do it. And then now, like what, you ain't got an iPhone? I mean, seriously, but like for me, that was a, that was a, a um, like a, a, an obstacle to overcome. Mm. You know, there's like a, there's a verse in the Yoga Sutras that talk about obstacles, overcoming obstacles. And obstacles, here's the thing about obstacles. Obstacles are not just something that you can just move up. There, there's so many different ways to overcome an obstacle. You can go over it. You can go under it. You can remove it. You can destroy it. You can do all these different things. But they're there just to give us an experience of things, of ways to grow, challenge ourselves. Mm-hmm. For me, that's what obstacles are. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like anybody starting off new, just do it. It ain't got to be perfect. And you can go back and you you can revise it. And if it ain't your best, then it was not your best that day. But you can learn also from that experience. I've learned so much for the times that, like, well, that wasn't a good class. Instead of giving myself all of these negative things around that, it's like, give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. You showed up in the best capacity you had at the time. Mm. And then next time or the, the how could you prepare better for the next time mm. or how could you improve on this for the next one so there's all these other things that you can learn along the way but i'm like as you're starting off new find your clarity and if you don't have some clarity then you're just gonna be like a dog circling around and around and around find your clarity and then start to pursue that and this is the thing is you can always change your mind yes you can always, you can always go a different way like maybe that didn't work maybe you started off as a power vinyasa teacher and you're like that ain't my life anymore and you want to do something else or whatever your business is it don't even got to be yoga it could be what you know you just want to go be i don't know a car washer you don't say like that anymore and you decide you want to go wash planes you know whatever it is <laughs> you can do whatever you want to <laughs> i love that 
Kirsten, thank you so much. I want to just remind people that you are a Black woman who is retired, who I don't even know if I want to call you an elder yet because your spirit is so young and youthful. I don't even feel right saying that. Everybody's favorite auntie. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I, you have done it at your age with your abilities, with your skills, with your dreams, with your vision um, in retirement. <laughs> and I just like, if you can do it, you know, we can all do it. Like anybody can do it. Like you said, we all have the power to do it. But the thing is to, to, to start. To start. And the path will reveal itself as you have shared with us today. The path will continue to reveal itself as you walk down it. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. I feel so full and so enriched and so poured into with everything that you've shared. I love you dearly. I am so grateful for you and our community. And thank you just for all of the wisdom that you have given us today. And, and And most importantly, to show us that we can do it our way. That we can do it our way. way. You know, and this is the thing I learned. Our way is going to have to work for our people. Mm -hmm. Because like you created that space for us at the beginning because there wasn't a space. So that's what I said. Do it your way. Do it where there's there's a need. There's going to be a need. Everyone has their own unique voice. If we all play the same instrument, it would just be like a one-note thing. And not everybody's in the one-note. We don't want to do that. So no. we want a symphony. We want a chorus. We want the beautiful vibration that's everything. And I'll start talking hippie shit, too. Because it's a new moon today, and we got to manifest some shit, okay? Let's go. Today's, today's a new moon, so if you guys are manifesting, you're going to set the tone for the rest of the month. Um, go out there, dance naked underneath the new moon, and do what you got to do. Well, that's what I'm going to do. So Come on. But, um, but, but. but so, yeah, it's like we have this, op- we have this, not even opportunity, responsibility. Come on. You have an obligation to yourself, not to anybody else. I mean, I love my kids. I love my family. I love everybody. But I have an obligation that this is the only chance I'm going to get to live in this life, this body, mm. this experience with mm. at this time. And no matter what's going on in the world around me, that I know that I have this opportunity and I'm going to take full advantage of it. And yeah. Thank you so much, Kirsten. Uh, Beautiful words. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, Thank you for for joining us and hearing this conversation. It's the first part of our Black Business Series for this month. We're going to be talking to more amazing women like Kirsten. Kirsten, thank you so much. Um, We can find Kirsten on IG at N underscore her underscore voices. Um, If you're in Sacramento, Yoga Moves Us is a beautiful nonprofit organization that hosts community classes in Sacramento. So get in touch with Yoga Moves Us if you want to learn more about where you can find free yoga and get connected in with them and with Kirsten. Thank you again. Beautiful conversation. We love y'all. We appreciate you. And we'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye.